Welcome to On Assignment by God, your daily devotional blogcast. From encouragement to instructions and everything in between, listen in on my conversation with God every morning. It's part devotional, part instructional, but mainly a whole lot of coffee, comedy, and conversations with God. You are a part of a community. On Assignment by God. Start the conversation. Let's go. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to another episode of On Assignment by God, the sort of daily podcast. (laughs) Okay, it's not daily. I don't know. I have to change the intro. I don't know, y'all. All I do know is that I have a word from the Lord this morning and I'm going to share it. So this morning as I was praying... Oh, first of all, let me just say this. Shout out to the one hour prayer challenge daily live group that's going on right now. We're in the middle of or we're almost at the end, actually, of week four of a six week prayer challenge. What is a prayer challenge fund? Well, you wouldn't be hearing my voice if it wasn't for the prayer challenge, the one hour prayer challenge, which is what I took back in 2019 that totally transformed my prayer life, my whole life. Let's just be honest. It transformed my whole life. It uh, allowed me to just talk to God every day, start the conversation every single day. And so anyway, through my church, we're doing, I'm leading the group, the one hour prayer challenge. And it has been amazing. It's like, this is the first time we're all getting on zoom and doing the challenge. And so normally you pray on your own and then you just post in the group that you've prayed and you know, you're held accountable that way. So I've done this challenge. I think this is the sixth time And each time God has just, I mean, we've gone from glory to glory and faith to faith each time. And some people have joined every single time, but there's always new people, which excites me a whole lot when new people come, but it it excites me just as much when uh, old people come back, you know, that lets me know like, Hey, this challenge works. And I don't know about you, but a good challenge always shifts some things. You know what I'm saying? I feel like somebody should have been like, like a good challenge always shifts some things. Okay. If you didn't grow up in a church that had that turn, you know, when the pastor, anyway, don't worry about it. So what, (laughs) what did the Lord say to me this morning? The reason why I turned his mic on and, you know, had to tell y'all what he said. I heard two things, right? Clingy and cling to me. Clingy, C-L-I-N-G-Y, clingy and cling to me. So we're in in the middle of worship on the prayer challenge on Zoom, like worship music is playing. And I hear These words clingy cling to me, but then I get a vision and I'm so thankful to God that he be showing me stuff. I mean, I don't know about you, but 
you know, I can hear him and he be showing me stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my gosh. Like, it's just amazing just to, to just have that intimacy with God to where he can talk to you and show you some things, you know, but the vision that he showed me was, and I want y'all to just close your eyes and imagine this. If you're a parent, you really can't imagine this, but we've all been children before. So you may have to go back to when you were a child or think about your own children or your nieces or nephews or just any child. If you're a teacher, a, a teacher of young kids, or if you've ever volunteered with little toddlers, little youngsters. Okay. Think about that age. Okay. And how the child is at your feet, right? Whether you're their parent or, you know, whatever the child is at your feet, you know, like you, you can barely move because the child is just like right there. And then if you have more than one, oh my goodness. Right. Like they just right there at your feet, like little, like, uh, I can't, I can't move. Like they almost standing on your feet. And in the vision, I saw where we as parents or as adults, we're like, okay, little, little Becky, little Johnny. <laughs> I don't know why I gave the children those names. Move out of the way, you know, because we're so busy trying to do something, trying to, you know, it could be for them. It could be preparing food or trying to just like, you know, like move out of the way because we trying to do something else, but not Abba, not our father, not Abba. He wants us right there as little children, so close to him, like a child clinging to his clothes. You know how the child be holding on to your pants leg or your dress. You ever, you know what I'm talking about? I hope y'all are listening to me with your spiritual ears and, and, and closing your eyes and imagining this vision that the Lord gave me as I was worshiping this morning. The little child clinging to you so tight, like, you know, and then what about those children that, you know, they... We tend to give them names like, oh, she don't let nobody hold her. or He doesn't let anybody hold him or he's a mama's boy or he's daddy's, he's daddy's little buddy, you, whatever we be saying, you know, like, but the child is like, mm -mm. and you know, children have major discernment. Okay. That's why we have to be like a child. I believe there's a part in the Bible where the Jesus was like, be like these little children, this is how you want to be like these little kids because kids be knowing y'all know what I'm saying. Kids know kids be like, mm -mm, I don't want you holding me. Uh-uh. Something about you ain't right. Kids be knowing and we need to be like kids and be knowing not to be, you know, uh, we need to hold on to the father. Amen. We need to cling to him. That's what he said. Do this morning. That's why I came on here to tell you what he said. He said, cling to me, be clingy with Jesus. Right. And so, you know, a little child just holding on to your clothes. And as that vision of a child holding on to the clothes of their parent came, I thought about the woman with the issue of blood who had so much faith. She was 
just like if I could just and she didn't even want to cling. She just wanted to touch the hem of his garment, y'all. Like it wasn't even a clingy thing. She was just like, if I could just if I could just touch the hem of his garment. But when she did, Jesus said, who touched me? Who would it? Who was that that touched me? Because he felt the power go out of him. You can go to Mark 530 uh, and read about this story of the woman with the issue of blood. Well, specifically 530 talks about who touched me, who touched my clothes. I'll read it for you from the good news translation. It says at once Jesus knew that power had gone out of him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? Who who touched me? And the disciples, they was like, we, it's so many people out here. We don't know who touched you. But Jesus knew somebody had touched him. Why? Because power had gone out of him. Oh, y'all, I'm telling you. When Holy Spirit just revealed it to me, I hear clingy, cling to me. And then I get a vision of a child clinging to a parent, holding on really tight and then holding on to the clothes of the parent. Right. And then the Lord just takes me to the woman with the issue of the blood. And she wasn't even trying to hold on to his clothes. She touched the hem. Come on, him. She touched the hem of him. She touched the hem of his garment. And he was like, who touched me? Who touched me? Because it was a crowd, right? So just imagine uh, uh, you a parent or a teacher or just a bunch of kids around you, right? You that you the best auntie ever. Or you the best uncle ever. And all the little kids around you, they're like, ah, we love Auntie Fun. We love Uncle John. Oh, that rhyme. Right. And you just you just but then you feel like, wait a minute. Somebody touched me differently. Right. It was like Jesus felt like, hold up. Power went out of me. Who was that? Right. He said, who touched my clothes? Oh, and the Lord just showed me that the reason why this woman was healed, it was because of her faith. It was because of her faith. She was like, I have exhausted every possible resource in my control. Let me get to Jesus and just when I, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know something going to happen. Something got to happen. I know it. So I'm going to do it. And that's what she did. Right. Right. And so then Jesus took me into another vision about reading the Bible. You know how if we're at the feet of Jesus, like little children, he took me to this vision of of like when we gather at the feet of our teacher or parent or, you know, story time. Y'all remember story time? Did you ever go to the library? Did you were were, were you one of those kids that your parent took you to the library? It, it, not me, but I do remember story time at school where you all gather on the little mat and get around the teacher and they're going to read. Well, Jesus gave me a vision of us gathering around him at his feet to hear all the stories about his time here on earth. 
And you know, as kids, we should be like, oh, 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 tell us the story. Tell us the story about the woman who touched you and power went out of you. Tell us that story again. Tell us that story again, Jesus. And he's like, all right, all right. Let me tell you the story. All right, come on, flip with me to Mark. And let me tell you the story about about the woman and how much faith she had and how she pushed through the crowd. You know, like that's the Lord was showing me a vision of how we should, again, be like little children. And first of all, cling to him. But secondly, be at his feet to hear the stories that he has shared with us through his word. Hebrews 12 2 says, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus on whom our faith depends from beginning to end. He did not give up because of the cross. On the contrary, because of the joy that was waiting for him, he thought nothing of the disgrace of dying on the cross. And he is now seated at the right side of God's throne. So that lets us know right there that our faith depends on hearing the word of God, right? That's Romans 10, 17. But it's like Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. That's really what Hebrews 12, 2 is saying. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And so when it's story time, oh my goodness, when it's story time and the author is at the library or the author is there to tell the story, I mean, that's like the best, right? When you can get the author there, you like, oh, yes, I want to hear it from from the author, like the person who wrote the story. Well, 2 Timothy three sixteen says everything that is written in the Bible comes from God's spirit. It helps us in many ways the bible teaches us what is true it also warns us when we are doing wrong things uh-huh it shows us what is right it teaches us how to live good lives that's second timothy 3 16 and i read to you from the easy translation because i didn't want you to I don't want you to make this hard. Okay. Everything that is written in the Bible comes from God's spirit. Okay. So don't let people be out here talking about, oh, I don't, you know, the Bible was written by the man. It was written by just a bunch of men and da, da, da. Okay. It was everything that is written in the Bible comes from God's spirit. Yeah, the same way. <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. The same way I wrote down cling to me and clingy. Yeah, that's that, that's God's spirit that gave me those words. So when we read the Bible, like we should be excited. We should be like, OK, OK, OK. Tell us the story about Tell us the story about the woman who touched you and the power went out. Just, just tell it one more time. One more time. You know, you what? what is your favorite story? Have you ever thought about like what your favorite story is? That story that you like to hear over and over again? Or maybe it's a movie because the movie is just an adaptation of a story. Y'all know that, right? Like movies come from stories. So what? think about your favorite story. You just, you just want to hear it. You want to watch it over and over again. Even think about if you're a parent, 
how you would read the same story to your child every night. Why? Because they're like, I want to hear that story again and again. Like they never get tired of the story. You as the parent probably like, if I read uh, uh, the three little peas one more time, a good night moon one more time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, the Bible, you know, it's the only book that comes alive when you open it up. It just, it, it reads you. Yeah, you think you reading it, but it also reads you. So when you read your Bible, you're, it's like, imagine yourself sitting at the feet of Abba, sitting at the feet of the father and hearing the stories about his life on earth. Tell me, Lord, okay. I know you told me the story about the woman that she had an issue of blood for like 12 years and she went to every doctor. She used all her money up to try to solve it. I mean, she just. It was like, you know, it was an issue. It was, she had an issue of blood, you know, not to get all graphic and stuff, but I mean, just think about, you know, you know, let me just not go there. Okay. You, you get what I'm saying? So, but that's how we should, <laughs> that's how we should be when we read our Bible. Like, ooh, 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 tell me the story. Tell me the story again about how David beat Goliath. Tell me that story again, you know, and I'm just coming up with stories that that you tend to know. But there's a lot of stories in the Bible that you may have never heard or never read. And so I encourage you to read your Bible, read your Bible. If you're part of my text community, which you can join, let me just pause and and give a plug for the text community. If you can, you want to, you want to join the text community, just text Hey Fun at 601-299-4398. That's 601-299-4398. What I was going to tell you is that if you were already a part of the text community, I sent out a message yesterday about reading the Bible, reading our word and how we always be like, Oh, I don't have a whole lot of time. Well, I sent out a message with this infographic, which I didn't come up with this or this idea came from a prophetess that I follow, but she was talking about how certain books of the Bible may only take you three minutes to read, you know, like Philemon, Philemon, Philemon. That's the one I read yesterday. It only took me like two minutes. Matter of fact, I read it several times. But anyway, if you were part of my text community, you would have gotten that uh, link to that infographic to show you like, oh, how long will it take me to read the book of Genesis? How long will it take me to read Psalms? Let me just tell you right now, five hours, five plus hours to read the entire book of Psalms. Now, you may be like, well, should I just be reading through it like a book? You you can read it, and but it is you're gonna read it again. Remember when I said like story time? You're gonna read the same story over and over again, and the more you read it, the more you're gonna get from it. New revelation every single time you read it. So it's really about reading the entire Bible, book by book. And so this method shows you, oh, I got thirty minutes. Let me read the book of whatever that you can read within 30 minutes. So it helps you to kind of see how you can spend your time if, if you have limited time. But to be honest, I've been worshiping this morning off of the song, nothing else. Don't nothing else matter more than, than your time with God. Okay. Let me just say that nothing else should matter more than your time with God. If anything else comes before your time with God, 
most likely it's an idol. Anything that you put before God is an idol. And he and he told us in Exodus, don't be doing that. Okay? Don't be don't don't do that. So anyway, y'all, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, right? Yes, that's Romans 10:17. So faith comes from hearing the message, and the message that is heard is what Christ spoke. So again, imagine yourself when you open your Bible as a little child sitting at the feet of the storyteller because all that's in the Bible comes from God's spirit. And you are like a little kid saying, tell me about that time where you healed the paralyzed man. Tell me that story. Tell me that story again. Right. That's the the mindset we should have when we go into the word of God, because faith comes by hearing like your faith is going to increase. The more you hear that story, the more your faith is going to increase. And finally, the Lord said to me. Ask me about any story you've read and want to know more. And I was like, word, you know, well, you may not know this, but I've written and published four books. Two books were Christian fiction and they were published back in like 2007, 2009. They're not available anymore. And I'm actually kind of okay with it. Because, you know, anyway, but the last two books that I published were Permission Slips, Getting God's Permission in Love, Work and Life. And then the one hour prayer challenge that I was just talking about at the top of the podcast. So anyway, anytime that I've ever as an author gone to a book club or been invited to uh, discuss the book with a group of people, they always ask me questions, you know, because there's, there are some questions that you can only ask the author because they wrote the story. Right. And so the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus, right. According to Hebrews 12, two, he said to me, ask me about any story you've read and want to know more. Ask me how it relates to you. So that's your assignment today to ask God about any story you've read in the Bible and then ask him how it relates to you. Jeremiah 33 and three says, ask me and I will tell you things that you don't know and can't find out. This morning, Holy Spirit is saying, what questions do you have for me? All right, that is it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap for today's episode. Y'all, I just love how the Lord talks to me. And the only way he talks to me is if I start the conversation with him, if I get into his presence and worship and just let everything else going on go because nothing else really matters. Nothing else really matters other than being in his presence and just hearing from him, hearing him talk to us. I mean, so many 
we y'all we are bombarded with so many talking heads on the news and you know people at your job or even family or whatever but start the day start the day and end the day and even throughout the day in prayer like we should just always be praying that means we should always be in a conversation with God amen if you agree with that say amen matter of fact if you agree with it send me a text 601-299-4398 yes I'm trying to grow the text community so send me a text if you're hearing my voice right now send me a text 601-299-4398 because that's where I share stuff right away but you can also join um my email list by going to on assignment by god.com and putting in your name and email and that's another way that you can hear from me on a regular basis but if you join the taste community you know we always have our phones so if i got something to say or the lord tell me to share something i'll be like boop, 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 boop. it's so much easier to do it on a text but it's not that hard to do it on email either so just join both if you want to you know if you want to be safe just join both okay <laughs> anyway y'all that's it um before i go i just want to if you've never accepted jesus christ as your personal lord and savior and you want to all you have to do is confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And when you do that, which is Romans 10, 9, that's Romans 10, 9. When you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that uh, God raised Jesus from the dead, then you are saved. You are saved. And so I just want to offer Christ to you if Christ has never been offered to you. Or maybe if Christ has been offered to you and you've never accepted, then today is the perfect day to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Now, what does that mean, Lord? First of all, you know what Savior means, save. That means you're saved. He saved you from hell, death, hell, and the grave. That means you have eternal life with Jesus Christ. But what does Lord mean? That means he gets to tell you what to do. Okay, he's Lord over your life. He he gets to Lord over you. Y'all know the word land Lord. What does that mean? They they tell you, hey, when you rent this place, you know this is what you can and can't do, right? <laughs> well, it's kind of like that. If you've ever watched movies, I really um I recently was watching uh The Last Kingdom on Netflix. And it's got some little raunchy parts in there. So let me just go on and say that now. Uh, you know, it's got a few scenes in there. I mean, there's a lot of blood in there. I'm talking about the issue of blood. Oh, my gosh. It's a lot of blood in there. But I was watching it because it really helped me to get a clearer understanding of kingdoms. You know, it really helped me get a clearer understanding of kingdoms because, you know, here in America, we we don't know nothing about no monarchy. We don't know nothing about Lord lord this person lord that person 
uh king you know what i'm saying we just the terminology we 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 don't have it here so i was watching it for that purpose and i got a lot of revelation through watching it but i did want to give you a warning that you know it is not uh is rated r basically <laughs> uh it's not something that i would let my kids watch but i watched it so that i could tell them about it you know what i'm saying so i can share with them uh better when i'm when we're studying the word of God or if I'm trying to explain something about the kingdom of God and just having a better understanding of what a kingdom is you know what I'm saying you can't explain a story if you don't understand it yourself right you can't <laughs> all right just just I don't want to get off on the soapbox so if you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior today I want you to text me at 601-299-4398 or Send us an email at info at onassignmentbygod.com. Either way, just let us know that you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior because we want to follow up with you and uh, be able to share some resources. You know what I'm saying? Help you out. Help you understand the decision that you just made. Amen. And if you did, congratulations. Congratulations. It's the most exciting thing ever. I mean, I've been in church my whole life, but when I really, really, you know what I mean? Like really surrendered my whole life, not just part of my life because I had been in church my whole life and I had only surrendered certain parts and I only would surrender them on Sundays. You know what I'm saying? That's not how it works, y'all. So if that's you too, you know, you can uh, rededicate your life to Christ and, and be transformed through the power of prayer, conversations. That's how I got transformed, just talking to God. And that's how this podcast and, and everything that I've been doing for the last three years has come about. Like, it's just been absolutely amazing. It has been amazing. Like, hearing from God every day, amazing. You hear me? Amazing. Like, Lord, what should I do about that? And he tells me. <laughs> I mean, Jeremiah 33, I told you. He said, ask me and I'll tell you things that you don't know and can't find out. So if you if it's something you got a question about... The Lord is saying, what questions do you have for me? Well, y'all, that's today's episode. I'm so glad that I'm back on the microphone. <sighs> thank you, Lord. I just thank you, Father. I give you all the glory and honor and praise for the opportunity to speak your word, to speak what you have shown me. And I pray that every person that's listening receives it and hears it. By your spirit, God, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I'll talk to y'all next time.